When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Good morning, this is Race Card on this Saturday, the 2nd of March. It's time to mark your race card, thanks to Ladbrokes. And what a day it promises to be. Cross the three codes, day and night. Racing at Flemington, highlighted by the Australian Guineas. We've got the Blamey Stakes as well, with the free pass up for up for grabs there in the All-Star Mile. And in Sydney, it's the Very Elegant, which sees Fangirl going around as... not the shortest price favourite of the day, but she's still around that thirty quote. And also the surround stakes for the three-year-old fillies. But all eyes as well will be on the two-year-old races, especially for the Colts and Geldings there, the Skyline Stakes, which sees the return of the Magic Millions champ and the favourite at the moment for the Golden Slipper in Storm Boy. And James McDonald will be riding that galloper for the first time at the races this afternoon. We've also got a terrific night of pacing action, especially at Tabcourt Parkman Angle. Their carnival in full swing, heats of the derby. We've also got the lead-up races or the qualifying races to the greatest race in New South Wales, the Miracle Mile, with the two Group 2 sprints there for the open-class paces. And the big dance is the Group 1 Chariots of Fire, and it's one of the better Chariots of Fires that I've seen. So can't wait for today and tonight. Let's catch up with Adam Hamilton, who is in New Zealand, would you believe, um, enjoying the cricket. The Aussies well on top in day three of that first test there at Wellington in New Zealand. Adam, hello to you. G'day, Gareth, uh, and all the listeners. Great to be on with you. Yeah, just um, all uh, all dressed up and about to make a slightly later start as I head out to uh, Ellerslie today. But terrific to be back here to get out to the Flemington of New Zealand, if you'd call it that, the Savo, and get to see, and you've talked about the unbelievable array of talent on display across uh, both uh, both horse codes mm. today in Australia, but I think we've got one of the very best stepping out at Ellerslie and orchestral in the derby, Gareth. Yeah, she's she's nice and short. I think when you, if people are playing multis today, we've mentioned this earlier on in our shows, that she's probably a lock, like a fangirl and a, and a storm boy in a way that she's well above average. I think she's a I think she's a better horse over the mile, and she'll we'll see that in Australia when she will compete in a vinery. I think she's heading towards that race instead of the the Australasian Oaks. But um, she is exciting. She's got that turn of foot that's electric, and oh, I can't wait to see what she can do today. Yeah, and I, I think you can put a a, a really firm Ladbrokes Cox Plate ring around her, Gareth. Yeah. Too. Um, I think that's that's the way they're headed after. You know, all things go well today and then a bit of a hit-and-run raid on, on Sydney, which has been done so successfully by the Kiwi trainers in recent years, hasn't it? You know, just pop over for maybe one race during the Sydney Carnival and then set your sights on um, on the spring after that. 
Um, so she's nice and short and I had a chat to Michael Browell yesterday at the, the launch of the merger between the two clubs in Cranbourne and Packham. And, um, yeah, he's interested to see what Orchestral can do today to, to get to a Ladbrokes Cox plate. Um, just from a, a racing point of view this afternoon, Van, Fangirl's a short prize favorite. Storm Boy's a short prize favorite. We've got Riff Rocket who looks tough to beat in a, in Australian guineas. Is it too good to be true, Adam? Uh, well, look, I think Riff, Rock, Riff Rocket is the one that there's still a little question mark about. And, and it's only on the basis that, um, you know, like we are talking about a derby winner who was very, very sharp first up. And, and you know, I just always have that slight, we're not concerned, but you just the uncertainty of whether Riff Rocket will be as sharp second up. I know it's a slightly longer trip, but... Um, you know, yeah, look, I, I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't be rolling in Riff Rocket with all the other shorties, Gareth. I guess that's what I'm trying to say, but it's really hard to see how Storm Boy won't win again, although I, I have got a bit of a crush on a horse in that race I'll talk about in a moment. Okay. And the same with Fangirl, because Fangirl's performance was next level. And I think every time you go back to that Ladbrokes Cox play, mm-hmm. if Fangirl got all the right runs and everything went right, I, I, I think you can present a case that she she wins or, or goes super close to winning that Ladbrokes Cox Plate. And all the evidence is that she's come back even that little bit better this campaign on what we saw last start. But, but yeah, so back to uh, back to the Storm Boy race. And, you know, whilst I expect that Storm Boy will be too good today over the, the 1,200 metres, um, I'm also a huge fan of of um, the youngster that was so good in Duvana first Correct, half. Um, yeah. I thought that was some sort of performance, Gareth, wasn't it, too? You know, to get that far back off them and then run into, or not dead ends, but just continually have to be restrained and steered in another direction in between traffic late. Um, you know, Duvana's got 14, 1,600 metres all over it, but... Um, Gee, I think it might be able to run the Quinella today. Just having a look at the all-in markets, I know Mickey Gannon was all over this 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 cult there for a, a champagne later on in the in the carnival there, and been off the map in the champagne after it? last start. Like when I had a look, it was fifty-one into about ten dollars for the champagne. Yeah, ten dollars. So yep. Yeah. I don't. I don't. But I think. Yeah. I mean, the the issue with the champagne is, you know. All the the sale price and the incentives around Storm Boy winning all three, um, but then again, I you know, I on what I saw from Devana, uh, you know, I do think when they get to sixteen hundred, I wouldn't be afraid to back it to beat Storm yep. Boy or, or even fourteen hundred. I think they'll they'll get pretty close together. It's hard to see that Storm Boy just won't be too sharp over the twelve hundred meters today. But then again, Devana from Barrier Three shouldn't be. Eight lengths off the lead like last start either. And listening to Chris Waller, geez, he's got a big opinion of that cult. So, yeah, he, he reckons he's got a bit of militarise about him, Devana. Yes. So that's why he's been heavily exactly supported. What I, yeah. yeah. Hey, that, what a, uh, that's the exact comparison I was going to make, Gareth. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do today. But in the trots, it's a great night at Menangle. And uh, we'll have a chat about... Is this the best chariot of fire you've seen? Oh, well, it's... I know that we can get caught up in the moment and time will tell um, to see how far these horses develop. But I remember like the 
the Leap to Fame and um, did Leap to Fame take on? Uh, no, it was uh, Catch a Wave and Captain Ravishing. And, yeah. And obviously, you know, they were, you know, both of those at the time were absolute megastars. And I had a really good chat with Barry Purden about that. And he said that, you know, last year. But I just think if you look at the depth of this race, Gareth, mm-hmm. I mean, who's the, who's the, worst is not the right word, but who's the weakest link in the race? Like, our Vinny's a lovely, lovely horse, and so is Rock and Roll Hammer. Now, they've got no chance tonight, particularly from their draws, but they're going to win a stack of races. Um, and then you've got, you know, you've got a horse like Better Be The Best who um, looks like being an absolute star is $11. Um, sooner the better. Yeah. Serious well, horse, $18. So I think this is a tremendous race. And, and, and I think we might see a little bit of history tonight in that I think there's a great chance not just two, but maybe three runners out of the chariots could get spots in the okay. Miracle Mile. Well, That's how strong this chariot is, Gareth. So sooner, what did Barry say about sooner the better? Does he want to hold the front with that pacer? What's your uh, speed map here? Well, he can. I'm sure he can hold the front if he wants to. Yeah. Um, but I just don't. You know, I mean, he switched off a little bit in front. I thought last week, like he didn't, he didn't savage a line in front, mm-hmm. and he's done that before. Um, but then you look at the previous week off a bit of a stop-start tempo or a couple of weeks earlier, and he absolutely charged to the line. Like, his sectional times were phenomenal. So I think that says to me they'll take a trail, but at what stage? Because they'll be they'll be desperate to make sure they're not three back, mm-hmm. Gavin Fitzpatrick. So I think Gavin leads early, and then, you know, does Frankie Ferocious have the speed to get around, better be the best and don't stop dreaming? How hard do they go the first quarter? How hard does Mark Purden drive? Don't stop dreaming out, you know? Um, And then you've got Merlin, who I think Zach Butcher will come out, but just come out with them and have a look because he's got no chance of getting around them. So I I don't, I think part of the beauty of this race is that I don't have, I don't have a definite speed map. You know, If, if you said to me, hand on heart, who do I think will be in front after 400 metres? Maybe Frankie Ferocious, maybe. Okay. I, I, yeah. I like. I think that Nathan Turnbull's got to drive. Better be the best, and he's got to drive that horse to lead because he's got no hope if he doesn't find the front. Don't stop dreaming. I don't think will participate. But geez, with Ladbrokes, he's into a dollar seventy-five now. Been it's been a phenomenal go. Yeah. Two seventy as soon as the this was post draw. Two seventy equal favourite with Frankie. Now into you know one eighty one seventy-five. Um, yeah. That's. I love this horse, but that is just too short in this race, Gareth. Like I, you, I can't believe any horse in this race, even from any draw, should be shorter than about two dollars fifty. Well, you've got Frankie Ferocious at two sixty, so they're the only two horses they're backing with Ladbrokes there for the chariots, and it's Merlin's out to nine, thirteen dollars for better be the best. Um, it's it's in, unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so. So I'm with Don't Stop Dreaming. I don't think you back him now with Lad Brakes. I think you get a better price as we get closer to the race. Your thoughts there? Have you got a tip? Uh, look, look, a tip a tip as opposed to a bet. Yeah, I'm tipping Don't Stop Dreaming. But, okay. you know, it's, it's really interesting talking to both Barry and Mark Purden about the race and the 
massive amount of respect they've got for Frankie Ferocious and Cam Hart as a driver. Um, he really got off the gate quickly the other day, Gareth. Um, mm. And we know, you know, and he still jogged it in at the finish. So, um, no, I, okay, so my tips don't stop dreaming. You know what my bet is? Did you say Merlin's out to $9? Correct. Yeah, uh, just have a small win yeah. bet on Merlin because if sooner the better, don't stop dreaming, better be the best, Frankie Ferocious. If three of those four go hard, they'll go a 25-something first quarter. I don't think they'll put the brakes on, which means they'll go about a 53 first half, and I reckon that'll give you know, the mid to back markers a real chance of getting over the top of them and Merlin's clearly the best of those. So Merlin at $9 is the value in the race. All right, mate, we'll run through the um, heats or the lead-up races there at Group 2 for the Miracle Mile, the Allied Express Sprint first of all. I think, like, I I text Jason Grimson today, hi, my name is Jeff, is his best chance at $2.40. I expect him to lead and win. Do you agree there? Oh, yeah. Look, massive respect for, you know, or whatever Jason's got to say, obviously. Um, lead and win. Yeah, look, probably. I mean, Mac Dan, Mac Dan might be happy to take the trail. I mean, Mac Dan's really quick out, isn't he? Like, he, he could hold them if he wanted, but he might be happy to take the trail on a horse like, hi, my name is Jeff. How hard does... Um, does Sal Dave Moran go out on Curly James? That's a big question. Isn't I don't it? think he doesn't matter how quick he goes out. I don't think he'll hold it. Hi, my name is Jeff at the start. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, hi, my name is Jeff. Clearly the one to beat then. Um, I do think Curly James will run a race. Yeah, he's at $39. Better clips too short at three ninety. What's yeah. that? Curly James, oh, $13, I should say. Sorry, $13, yeah. not not. Not 31. And then in the, the first of the heats, which is the Cordina Group Sprint, Rock and Roll do 950. This is a ridiculous price. Ladies in red, first up. Um, not Great. only first up, she's against the boys for the first time and she's in open class for the first time and they want you to take 280. But she continues to get, every time I look at the Ladbrokes market, she firms in even more. I think South Coast Arden um, is a, well, she's yeah. 280. South Coast Arden's a big chance for mine. I think I can't believe he's longer than say a Beyond the Light, um, Hot and Treacherous. I don't know. And Five How Foxes. Hot and Treacherous, three dollars twenty. I don't know. I think Five Foxes have bet at twelve dollars. Is Seaton Grimer? Um, what a job Seaton's doing. He's making Jason Grimson look second rate. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, oh, he's doing an absolutely tremendous job, and he's um. You know, Grimo was the king of getting horses from other stables and improving them. You know, are we allowed to say Seaton's improved Firefox? Because he has. No, hundred percent. Yep. And I think that, I think Jason. Yeah, I think Jason would be the first to admit that. So, you got. So what happens at the start here? What happens at the start? I think. Um, I think he goes to the front. Firefox. Right. Okay. He's um, got gate speed, hasn't he? Firefox. I, I think he can cross them. I think Rock and Roll, Ladies in Red hasn't got much gate speed. Rock and Roll do gets out fair. Oh, she can get out quicker than you think. I don't think she'll hold them, but she can get out quicker than you think. So, look, my concern with her is all the things you've mentioned. Um, She has raced the boys once, but not open class boys. So I I know the point. She won that Rising Sun against the boys. Interestingly enough, beating Leap to Fame and and Better Eclipse, so that form's held up all right. But that was 18 months ago in a three- and four-year-old only race. So she hasn't raced open-class boys. She's never raced in open 
free-for-all class. But we know she's better than in Cypher, and we know in Cypher has been very competitive against the boys. So, so that's a bit of a line there. But if you have a look at last campaign, she was a little disappointing first up last campaign. Well, just by her standards. Mm. And then with the run under a belt, she went bang, bang and bounced back. Um, that's the big question, isn't it? Hasn't raced since early November. And she's taking on, you know, fit, serious, open-class horses. But, gee, I hope she gets through to the Miracle Mile. Because if you put three big guns out of the chariots, Leap to Fame, Ladies in Red, and then, you know, Hi, my name is Jeff, and one or two others out of these sprints, you're talking about a Miracle Mile for the ages next week. And I've got about a minute here, and we'll debate this probably next week. But I'm all for the qualifying races. I think that, you know if it's a line ball decision and they've turned up at Menangle, then you, you would pick them in a miracle mile. And the prize money suggests that they should be coming to Menangle anyway to compete in these group two events, but get back to the, infi- yeah, get back to the invitation, um, invitational miracle mile, eight runners and have a meeting. Well, it, it just, it was a, you know, like the new generation wouldn't understand that that was what yeah. Peter Volandi's built his name on. And, and, wasn't and, it? and in this world that you've got these horses, how quick they're going, a horse can run fourth or fifth and run out of this world and run better than a horse that runs second and third and they get into the Miracle Mile because they had the advantage with the draw the previous week. I think that yep. you should – the Miracle Mile was always there for being the like the Cox Plate, the best of the best. And over a period of time, over six months leading into that race, you should be doing a little bit like they do in the Everest type of thing, talking about giving invitations out even earlier. So this horse is coming. really quick. Two yep. super quick questions because I know you've got other stuff to do on the show, but how big an advantage is it for Leap to Fame to be the only Miracle Mile runner that's got two weeks between runs? Answer it in a minute. And the second part is how much of a disadvantage for the four-year-olds having to now run in the chariots only one week before, given they used to have a two-week break. And off the two-week break, the past eight chariots winners have either won or been placed in the Miracle Mile. Yeah, Answer those two for me because they're, they're big changes. It's ridiculous. So they moved the chariots of fire to the week before the Miracle Mile because it was an unfair advantage for the four-year-olds, history tells you. But they put the Newcastle Mile two weeks out before the Miracle Mile, which sees the best horse getting a massive advantage over the rest. You have it these races two weeks. It, it is it is a massive advantage. History tells you that, and that's why Dixon did it. So you either have so you have those races that we're seeing tonight two weeks out, a little bit like the Super Bowl. Then we can have maybe a Derby and Oaks a week out from the Miracle Mile, but make the Miracle Mile invitational race. Um, yep, um, that's or, how or, I would. Or do it. you could be really radical and have, you know. Uh, one race the week before, which is the last race off for the last spot yeah. in the field or something like something that, like if you that. want to add yeah. a bit of drama, yeah. you know? I agree. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I would do that. They're, they're, getting, they're getting a lot right there in Sydney, but I would just change it change it up a little bit. Um, if you're putting $100,000 races, and what, what's happened in the past, it has been dead set boring encounters. Um, they've okay. Walked, um, yeah. You're on a roll and you're answering all the tough questions. Can Leap to Fame win a Miracle Mile? Well, if he draws in between one to four, he can. If he draws outside of four, game on. History tells you you can't win Miracle Miles drawn wide. Has he got the speed to really use a draw, though? Well, it doesn't matter if he's close enough. Say he sits 1-1. I think that he'd be 
yeah, he'd be too good. But if he has to work and go to the breeze when they're running, breaking 150, I don't think he can win. It's a great debate, isn't yeah, it? I, I mean, just remember, he's he's trying to create history. No horse in the history of Australian harness racing has won in one campaign in a Dominion Hunter Cup Miracle Mile. And great horses like Lazarus, Blacks of Fake, yeah. the list goes on, have all tried to do it and not been able to do it. Yeah, he should have. His biggest runs were in the Blacks of Fake. He was okay in the Blacks of Fake, but he was mighty in a Victoria Cup. So um, I'm looking forward to dissecting it throughout the week. We appreciate your time, brother. Enjoy New Zealand and, yep, get on orchestral. Maybe for the Cox Plate <laughs> before today. Sounds good, mate. mate. Always great to chat. Enjoy a magical weekend. Thanks, Adam. There's Adam Hamilton there. 11.23, we'll take a break. Nick Quinn and Glenn Munsey coming up next.